Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. that father I can't be anything to myself or to anyone but you it's all because of you if you have a shoe to wear it's because he gave you one if you have a name it's because God gave you one if you have a pedigree it's because God gave you one It is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it. It is of God that shows mercy. If you have any degree today, it's because God enabled you. If you achieved anything, it's because he gave you the talent and the grace. And so you know that you are a, a man or a woman that has been helped by God. If you ever achieved anything or would ever achieve anything in this world and in this life, remember that you couldn't go it by yourself, you couldn't do it by yourself. It is only because of His grace. And that's why you are grace made. Just join me in lifting up your holy hands and let Him know all the glory belongs to Him. Glory belongs to you, oh God. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you. Holy hands because you enabled us to. 
And we will never forget that. That without you, we are nothing. For the talents, for the grace, for the voice, for the enablement, for how far you have brought this house. Thank you. For the journey thus far, thank you. For all that you've done, Lord, we want to give you praise. We want to thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For yet a little while, see it, God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. My sons and my daughters will prophesy. Church, that time is now. He's unleashing his spirit upon this house in a great dimension. And watch what I say, because I do not speak by myself. I speak as an oracle of God. I heard as I was coming in, as the pastor was saying, that the month of October shall be a month of prayer. Guys, make sure that you empty your calendar and be part of that prayer assembly. Because let me tell you what, the things and the deposits that God would unleash on this house and on certain individuals, may God not come prepared for you and your space be empty. There are certain things that will be released and unleashed. Son, daughter, write it down. There's a move of the spirit that is blowing into this house soon. And here is where God wants me to tell everyone here. It's time for you to break your fallowed ground. And by that, God is saying that he wants us to empty ourselves of every dead works. In other words, all the weight and sin that does easily beset. This is for some people, not for everybody. Because God has been witnessing to you in your spirit that there are certain things, certain habits, and certain ways that he wants you to let go of. Because heaven is full and wants to reign and unleash on the earth. But the earth is too full to receive what heaven is bringing. May God give you understanding. Full of self. Full of some sinful habits. The scripture says, I will no longer strive with man. But God is saying, there are some in the house, you've been struggling with the Holy Spirit. There's been a struggle in your spirit, man. Your soul struggles. You want to let go of certain things. But there's a struggle in your soul. Remember the soul is a battleground. I'm sure Pastor Shion has taught you. And in the realm of the spirit, there's a, there's a war between your soul and the spirit of God. Those weights that you are accustomed to, that have become a, a culture, a thing with you. And God is saying, let it go. I can take it. My yoke is easy. My body is light. I can take it. Give it to me. But because you're so accustomed to these things, you're wondering, can God say, take it? And he's saying, just leave it in my hands. During that prayer next month, there are things that people have been praying about, struggling about, that will just fall off from them. So they can live purposefully the will and the purpose of God for their lives. Listen to me. There are instructions that will come from this platform to you. May God give you the grace and the, 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 the grace and the will to not get carried away with familiarity. 
Because we can be so familiar with our man or woman of God that sometimes when they speak under the unction of the Holy Spirit, we say, oh, it's pastor. God help you not to get into that space because there are instructions that will be coming during that, that season that just obey it. Some, some of those instructions can be so simple and stupid that people can take them for granted. But for those who would obey, by this time next year, people will look at you. Your family members will look at you. Your colleagues will look at you and you'll be like, huh? Is he or she the same person? May that be your testimony in Jesus' name. By this time next year, some of you will not be in this country. Okay, I know you will clap about that. But let me say this to you. It's not the visa that's the testimony. It's not the open door that is the testimony. It's the testimony is the testimony of saved lives through you. Because the reason for the visa, the reason for the open door is for the propagation of the gospel. Did you hear what I'm saying? So no matter where your open door or your work or your studies take you, understand first, Deuteronomy 8.18, it is the Lord your God that giveth thee the power to prosper. Why? That he may establish his covenant on the earth as he has spoken to your fathers. So the whole essence, what God is looking for in the testimony of your visa is the advancement of his kingdom. So whilst you're walking in that place, whilst you're studying in that institution, always put behind your mind that the kingdom advancement is the reason why I was sent here. Because God will send you to speak to people, to evangelize the people. I know this kind of sermon is a bit not common anymore, but that's the purpose. And during that prayer, there's going to be, it's going to be like the day of Pentecost, where the power of God will be unleashed upon this house, unleashed on individuals. You will feel the presence of God like ne you've never felt. So when they call for certain prayer times, make sure, forget your Owambe, forget anything that would have hold, held you back. Make sure you are here. I wasn't here when it was planned. I don't know what God told Pastor. But God told me to tell you that there are certain destinies that have been earmarked. to release and to be unleashed upon during that time. And I don't know, I wish I can tell you it's you, be here. No, I don't know. But I wish and I pray that all of us would take advantage of that time. Because you, would, you don't know the day that your name is written. It may be an ordinary Wednesday. It may be Saturday. It may be Sunday. Whatever time. Clear your calendar and be here from beginning to day. It may be the last day that is your own. May God not come and you are not on your seat. In the mighty name of Jesus. Join me and lift your precious hands. Father, you have spoken your word. Witness to the integrity of your word in the heart of your sons and your daughters. Today, let the entrance of your word give life and bring understanding to every area of our simplicity. Speak to the hearts of men. Lord, just use these lips of clay. Let it be not Jumoke that anyone hears, O oh God. Let it be Jesus that we hear. Let it be Jesus that we perceive. Let it be Jesus that we see. Open our eyes, the eye of our soul, the eye of our spirit, the eye of our understanding. So we will see the depth, the height, the width, and the length of your love for us. Revolutionize our thinking. Inspire our hearts to understanding. Inspire our hearts to revelation. Do in our lives only what you can do. To the glory and to the praise of your name. 
in Jesus majestic name it is that we have worshiped in Jesus majestic name we have worshiped come on put your hands together for the Lord of Lords, the kings of kings the Alpha the Omega the beginning and the end the one who was who is and is to come hallelujah God bless you church please be seated son is that my timer the one at the back okay I would run by it no worries all right so I want to say a huge thank you to our son and daughter in the gospel. Pastor Shewa said a lot, and I give all the glory to God. I know him beyond what you see. Um, he has served, and so I'm not surprised at what God is doing. I held my breath for a long time, wondering what day he would deem fit to invite his humble servant to come to this house. And he said to me, he said, Mom, I can't bring you until some things are settled. I said, what do you want to be settled? I'm not about anything. I'm your mom in faith. And so, any way, anyhow, that the church is, I'll be happy to come. So, son, I'm so proud, super proud of what you guys have done. Thank you. Thank you. There are people that you teach, but never take to tutelage. Yorubas call them akogba, but you are not thank you for holding the fourth for being a true son and a true daughter the Lord richly bless you beyond your imagination is where God will take you eyes have not seen neither ears have heard what God will do with and through your lives in the mighty name of Jesus Pastor Sean walked with me and I don't know what he thought that gave him the impression he could work with me. <laughs> but I'm a hard worker and I love to work. And so if you're coming to work with me, you must be ready to work. Because the father's business is very critical to me. And anyone who jokes with my father's business, um, you probably won't get a keen spirit with me. And I'm so grateful because he was faithful. He served hard. He worked hard. Where he didn't understand, he would ask questions. And we spoke a lot. And I'm grateful to God for the kind of heart with which you served. I pray that God will bring to you men and women who will serve with kindred hearts with you in the mighty name of Jesus. I admire you a lot. And I appreciate what God is doing in your life. I don't know what to say about you, my daughter. Um, while Pastor Sean was working with us many many days I'm super proud of you because you're one person I watched from afar but I know that you carry a lot and even the things you carry you have not even begun to un unleash them they are yet to be revealed there's a lot inside of you, and I know God is talking to you. The time appointed is coming for what that critical assignment that is inside of you. My prayer is that the grace, the elegance, the, the class, the dignity and candor that God has given you, those around you will be able to handle it. Thinking of you sometimes make me want to cry. Because sometimes God brings unusual grace in an environment that is not ready for it. I pray that God will give you a large heart when that time comes to endure the critics and the criticisms. Because with the light comes the heat. 
when we pray for platforms, on this platform there's light. But with the light comes the heat. I pray that God will give you a thick skin. I pray that God will give you a large heart to keep on going and not look back. To give you speed and you will not fall. To love your naysayers who would even be around you. Because even you don't understand that grace yet. You don't. You may have a glimpse, but you don't understand it. And write it down, what I say to you. By the Spirit of God. Doors will be so open. Nations will call for you. That you would have to see God and say, God, which one should I go to? I pray, son, that God will give you a large heart to be able to release her to go. And that God would hold your home for me daily, the only way that he can. Because it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. It's an unusual dimension, an unusual grace. But heaven has gone ahead of you. In Jesus' name. You know, I need you to help me appreciate this woman because I know she's my daughter. In fact, a granddaughter in the gospel. But when her husband was working as church administrator, it takes a lot to be a church administrator. Pastor Buki can tell you that. Many times... He goes late to the house. This woman did not change her attitude to me one day. You know, there are looks that women wear that you know that, eh, all is not well. I never saw it in her. There are times when he is home and between 10 to 1 a.m. we are walking. Am I correct? Am I correct? Not one has Pastor Sheon said, ah, I beg, this one is enough for. I've worked with men before, and their wives didn't find it funny, and they reacted. But not once. I want to thank you for your endurance, Grace. Thank you. For not making the house hot for him while he served. For not insulting him or having an attitude. For not having an attitude towards me. And for not once giving me an eye that made me feel, mm, all is not well. I know what I'm talking about. God bless you. In Jesus' name. I came in today with some people who serve with me in ministry and serve with my husband and I. And I'm honored and privileged to have these great men and women serve under me. Please help me appreciate them. Brother Judah at the back there drove me here. Thank you so much, son. Head of our protocol team, humble gentleman, great man, Brother Wale, God bless you. Thank you for always and all that you do. Thank you. God bless you. I deeply appreciate you. Pass of favor, Udoko, the Lord bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Pastor Fola also came with me. The Lord bless you. Pastor Fola has served with me for years and still serving. Praise God. Sister Tosi Abisola, God bless you. Thank you. Sister Simi, the Lord bless you. Powerful woman of God, women of God in the making. And what can I say about my sister, my executive assistant, and our church administrator, Pastor Buki Unobe. God bless you. Thank you. Powerful woman of God, humble, keen in spirit, hardworking. Only heaven will reward you. And the Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Church, I appreciate you and I thank you for all the lieutenants in the house.
that uphold the hands of the man and woman of God. All the pastors, God bless you. Thank you for all that you do. May heaven reward you in Jesus' name. And to all of you, I love you, and I pray that heaven's reward will be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. All right. So today I'm going to be, today I'm going to be talking about from harvest to flourish. From harvest to flourish. God will lead you from the harvest. I'm going to speak as the Lord leads me, and you have to run with me because I really, really am going to be running because of time. I'm going to be speaking what the Lord laid on my heart for this house, for this church, and also as it applies to individuals. And I pray that your heart will be open to receive because as God is pouring out, he'll be speaking to you individually as well in Jesus' mighty name. All right, turn in your Bibles to the book of John. We're reading three scriptures and then we'll start running from there. John chapter 4, verse 35 to 36. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Uh, all the verses that I'm reading. John chapter 4, verse 35 to 36. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. And then Psalm 92, the 12th verse. That is our scripture in Global Harvest for this year. And I'm, I'm privileged to be able to share that with this house as well. John 4, 35 to 36. New King James Version says... Do not say there is still four months, and then comes the harvest. It's actually a question. There are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Hmm. Jesus says, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps rejoice together. I like that part. Both the sower and the reaper, both of them will part alike. They will both, both rejoice. I pray that that will be our portion in Jesus' name. Those of us who are sowing the word and those of you who are receiving, all of us will part alike with reward in Jesus' mighty name. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 5, New King James Version. The Bible says in verse 1, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Psalm 92, the 12th verse. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree and grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Father, bless the reading of your word and speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. So I'm speaking to us about from harvest to flourish. As the word came forth this morning, helping us to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that whatever door God opens for you hereafter, is not the door that is a testimony, is the souls that God opened the door for. So the door is a means to an end. When God opened that door and will open the door for you in Nigeria and abroad, and those of you that God will bless, because there's some privileges that comes with flourishing, there's a privileges that come with the harvest. Okay? It, the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things, everything that you've ever desired shall follow you. The only one he didn't promise was wife. There'll be no wives. There's only one. Hallelujah. So understand that if God blesses you in business, further from this year, it is for the advancement of the kingdom. That wealth is a means to an end. But don't be afraid because somebody says, ah, so God is going to bless me only to bless himself. Yes. But the beautiful thing about God is the God we serve would never leave you seedless. If he flows currencies through you, the currency, will, the current will catch you yourself and overrun you. In other words, the blessing that God is going to bless you with. He's passing it through your life for his purpose, but your life will be so decorated and smell with wealth 
that you'll be wondering what God, who is next? Who should I bless next? I pray that the blessing of God that will come upon your life will be so much you'll be asking God, who is next? So God can make you a custodian of his wealth. Do you understand it? But understand that the reason God is blessing you on this, because we are so earthly minded now, so prosperity minded in this generation, that we don't understand the purpose for the prosperity. That the purpose of the prosperity, ladies and gentlemen, is the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because one getting up morning, I don't know what, what you think, but Jesus is still coming back. He's coming back, it may be morning, night or noon, but you've got to understand that the reason you are here is to win other souls to Jesus Christ. That is called the harvest. That's why Jesus said that the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few in our text in Luke chapter 10. And why do I want to say this or start this way? Because this is what the heart of the Father is. Evangelism and missions is one message that churches are not preaching anymore. It is no wonder that people will get up and you know literally they say they are Christians. A lot of Christians today who are genuinely saved don't even understand the reason why they are saved in the first place. God didn't save you to give you bread and butter alone. He will give you bread and butter because he's not a father that is irresponsible. But the reason you and I were saved in the first instance, I want to bring you to remembrance, sars and mass, is so we can bring the light of the gospel to other people. Are you here with me? Don't get it twisted. This gospel of prosperity today, prosperity tomorrow, blessing today is good. But I think we are overreacting to our background of poverty. Because we forget the core of the message, which is Jesus Christ himself. And we keep talking about the blessing, forgetting the blesser. The whole essence of our salvation, brothers and sisters, is to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is where the harvest lies. If you hear about the harvest, literally in the Old Testament, see, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Did you understand what I'm saying? Everything you see in the Old Testament are types and shadows of what God wanted to unveil in the New Testament. The New Testament, ladies and gentlemen, is the Old Testament revealed through Christ Jesus. Are you here with me? And so when you are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is incomplete without Christ Jesus himself in the gospel. You can preach from the Old Testament and somebody will go and commit suicide. Somebody opened their Bible one time and said, whatever the Bible says is what I will do. And the first place he opened said, and Judas hung himself. So he said, I, no, 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 this cannot be it. So he closed it. And said, I will open any, the next one is what I will do. He opened the next one and what he saw was go and do likewise. <laughs> so I'm saying that to say to you that if you are taking what you see, literally, okay, that will benefit you particularly from the Old Testament. If you, that's still living under the law. May the Lord open our eyes to see the reality of the gospel in everything that we study in the, in the word of God. We are in a generation where people don't study their Bibles anymore, particularly in Lagos because we are so busy. People wake up at 4 a.m. There's no time to pray. People wake up, but let me tell you what, in spite of all the hustle and bustle of this city, you can still make time to pray. You can still make time to study the word of God. Don't be carried away by the euphoria of busyness. All right, even if you wake up to make your workplace at eight o'clock, make time for the word of God. How do I do that, Pastor Jumake? Let me break it down. You can wake up in the morning. Why? I mean, there's Bible on tape now. This generation has no excuse because everything is on our fingertip. On your phone, you can be listening to the world while you are bathing. The last message Pastor Sheung preached last Sunday, 
good students of the word, on Wednesday, whatever day, on Monday, when you, before you go, to revise it. You can play it. The moment you wake up, put it on. While you are running around, the thing is playing. You are putting the word inside of you. Someone says, I don't have time to study the Bible. In the bus, while you are going to work, put your earphones on. Instead of listening to Buga, do your Bible study. While everybody is chatting around, the word of God is in your ears and your eyes is on the word. And you are in the bus. That's how to make time in, the time, in, the, in this VUCA world. Because we've suddenly forgotten where we're coming from. We've suddenly forgotten. In the euphoria of I want to make it, I want to make it, I want to make it. Between year 2019 and 2000, this year, many young people have died, slumped. A young man slumped, an usher slumped in church by the gates. And that was the end. Why? We put ourselves under so much immense pressure. Pressure from work. Pressure from your, from, from your organization. Pressure we put on ourselves because we want to look like the Joneses. Somebody carries a bag to church. Say, eh, I have to buy that bag. You go and scout the entire market looking for where to get. Listen to me. People have paid their dues. Wait for your time. You may not be able to wear a particular shoe now. Wait for your time. You may not be able to wear a particular dress now. Wait for your time. Let me tell you a secret. Fashion is recycled. If you, can't, if you can't wear that lace now, wait. It's only another 10 years. They'll bring it back. By that time, you buy it and buy for others. You can't wear boogie boogie now. Leave it. Wear what you have, but be productive. And still remain a child of God. When your work, hard work has yielded fruit, you will wear boogie boogie. You buy many for others. There was a time when the Afro was the thing. Have, have you noticed the Afro is coming back now? There was a time when skin cut is it now is beard. Everybody wants to keep beard beard. And now some people even paint it. Once upon a time, having gray hair was not good. Now young men are painting their hair to look gray. Don't kill yourself. Focus on your purpose. Help me slap your neighbor. Say focus on your purpose. So what am I saying? Jesus is giving us a clearing call. He said... Do not say that. Is, do, don't we have time? Don't we have time? That's what he means when he said four months and then there's a harvest. Ah, Jesus is coming, but he's not now. You don't know. Even Jesus the Son said, I do not know. It is Jesus the Father. It is God the Father that knows. So none of us knows when the time is. Prepare as though it was tomorrow. He said, behold, I said, look around you. The harvest is ripe. Look around you. When you see everything happening now tells you that Jesus is coming soon. This is the craziest generation that ever lived. A generation where somebody would just wake up and say, in fact, I think when I was born, I was born a boy. But they, it's, by accident, I came out a girl. Now I want to decide to change who I am. That's the generation we live now. This is the generation where parents cannot talk to children anymore. They have, the children have 10 replies before the parents finish talking. This is the generation where even things that you will never have imagined that people will say or do has become the norm. This is the generation where nudity is no longer a reproach. It is even celebrated. This is the generation where like anything goes. And all of these things, open up your eyes, people of God. The harvest is now. This is the time where a lot of people have mental health issues. It was not a thing before. People just... The too much pressure of life and demonic oppression and they call it mental health anybody you talk to now and say can I pray for you I know you're going through a lot life can be stressful but can I just pray with you can I just say a blessing over you you are reaching out the love of Jesus Christ to that individual nobody who is under stress or who is going to depression will deny you from praying for them. That is evangelism. That's the way to start. The world population says that the globe, this is updated November 2021. All right? org. It says that the world right now, as at November last year, 
population is 7.9 billion. For a long time, we were saying the world is 6 billion. But now, it's 7.9 billion, almost 8 billion people on earth. Okay? The medium age is about 30 years, and the life expectancy is rated at 67 years of age. That is lesser than God's expectation. But with long life, will God satisfy us and show us his salvation in the name of Jesus. You shall not die, but you shall live to declare the works of God. The most populated countries in the world, number one is China, with 1.4 billion. India, 1.3 billion. United States, 333 million. India, Indonesia, 277 million. Pakistan, 277 million. Brazil, 214 million. Nigeria, 213. Your country is number two, four, six, seven. Thank God is the number of God. Is number seven on the list of the most populated. Nigeria is just a small country in Africa. It is number seven in the most populated in, in the world. Bangladesh, 166 million. Russia, 146. So even Nigerians, as small as our land masses, we are larger in number than Russia. This is not a statistics from Nigeria. Mexico, 130,000. Ladies and gentlemen, don't tell God that there is nobody to evangelize to. In and around you, as a Nigerian, you have 213 million people that you can turn to at any given time to speak to. So we don't have an excuse. Ah, Pastor Jumaka, I didn't begin to come and hear this kind of sermon. No. This is the heart of God. God wants us to have an harvest. And in this house, you and I, we are the harvesters. You and I are the people that God has sent. And that's why Jesus said in John chapter 10, in Luke chapter 10, verse 1 and 2, he said, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 people and sent them two by two in his face to every city and to everywhere where he himself was about to go to. In other words, before Jesus comes, in those days, he, they preceded him. In other words, where he intended to go, he sent them first. Where God intends to go to is the heart of men. But he's sending you and I first to go. Open the door by conversation. You may not know how to preach like Pastor Sheon. You may not know. Look, you can preach to somebody without quoting one scripture. Then John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. Even unbelievers know that thing. That scripture. But you can preach just the love of God. You can preach the love of God in your workplace by the way you love people, by the way you speak to people, by the way you treat people. Just a smile and say, you know what? God loves you. You see somebody who is not... I mean, something happened to me on Friday night. I went to a supermarket and I wanted to buy certain things. And at some point, I was talking to one of the attendants, one of the staff of the supermarket. And the lady was just looking at me like, I don't care, whatever. And I was so... I, I, like first two three times he was just looking at me like ah. so I got upset and said you know what courtesy demands maybe you are tired or something but courtesy demands for you to answer when somebody speaks to you I'm not an animal you shouldn't be just non-responsive and all that and do you know this girl could not answer but I noticed she did something she held her head like that and then it dawned on me that maybe this girl is having a headache, a terrible headache, as I was walking out. And I slept, and the next morning, the first thing God told me was, you remember that girl at the supermarket? I said, yes, daddy. He said, I actually wished that you would have been sensitive enough to pray for her. I wanted you to actually pray for her, because she was having a serious headache, and that's why she couldn't talk to you. So sometimes we have to leave ourselves, get out of ourselves. Do you understand? I'm telling you this because I'm also human. I got carried away by the fact that she didn't respond to me. But unknowingly, I wasn't sensitive to the fact that this girl may be suffering. No human being just looks at somebody else. I didn't realize. It didn't dawn on me until I was living that. Maybe she had a headache. But until God spoke to me and I went back to that supermarket. Yesterday, thank God I, I saw that girl. I said, ah, I remember you. Are you the lady 
who held her head the other day and I was speaking, she said, yes. I said, I said to her, I said, I'm so sorry. I apologized to her. I said, I'm so sorry. I wasn't sensitive to know that you had a headache. Were you having a headache? She said, yes, ma. I said, ah, I'm terribly sorry. Forgive me. The others were looking at me like that. Ah, you know when you look at some big madam and you're like, ah, apologizing to a small girl. They looked at me like, all of them just turned. Like, ah. But I knew. I saw that as they turned and looked at me, all of them started smiling and their face lit with joy. Do you know what that did to them? Like, ah, wow. I didn't tell them I was a preacher. I didn't tell them I was a Christian. But the act of humility to come back, recognize somebody you did wrong to and apologize to them, melted their hearts. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I come back tomorrow and say, Jesus loves you, they will say, hey, tell us more. But if I had gone with the first attitude and came back, if I said, Jesus loves you, uh, uh, Do you understand what I'm saying? So God is giving us a platform anywhere you are, anywhere you go to preach the gospel. The harvest is truly ripe, but the laborers are few. Can God count on you to be his hands, to be his legs, to be his hands to just touch somebody? When you go to work this week, look for somebody to love. In your bus, in the car, somebody to love. And after I've done that, as I was going, it dawned on me, I need to give that girl a gift. I got into my car, took money from my bag, went back, tapped her and put money in her hand. The other girl was just looking at me like, ah, who is this? I, like, she was just looking at me like, see, that preaches the gospel more than anything you can say. The act of kindness, the act of love, there is somebody near you in church that is suffering from something. If God opens our heart to be sensitive enough, we'll be able to, to love them. As you're serving as an usher, can you be sensitive to somebody who came to church? Hurts. All you need to do is just hold their hands. You don't need to say much. You don't need to just hold their hands. Give them a smile and say it is well. That's, that, that may be the kindest thing somebody did to them that whole day. As you are praying, can you pray for somebody without a gossip afterwards? Can you pray about a situation and let it die in the place of prayer without going back to talk about it? That is the gospel. Can we love the way Jesus loves? Because let me tell you what, if we cannot love our own in the church, it will be hard to love somebody outside that you don't know. Can you go to work and just embrace your friend tomorrow that you know is going through something? You don't have to say a lot. Say, God is on your side and I'm praying for you. The person may be a beer guzzler who smokes themselves to hell. It doesn't matter. Just love them. Can you be kind? Can you invite somebody to church and say, you know, we are having a prayer retreat or something. Can you just come? God will answer your prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm praying with you. Because when you do this, you serve a God who knows how to take care of your business as you take care of his business. He's your ever backup that will never back down. And you who have been serving in this house, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That as you mind the business of God, as an usher, as a choir member, as a host and greeter, as a sanctuary keeper, whatever capacity you are working, I pray that God who visited Hannah and made her fruitful will make you fruitful in this season in Jesus' name. Not only would you be fruitful, you will be productive in the mighty name of Jesus. That is why the Bible says in the book of Psalm 92, the 12 verse, the righteous shall flourish. You cannot serve God, sir, and not be paid. Paid in multiple geometric proportion. God is not a bad God. You serve a God who loves. You serve a God who is kind. You serve a prosperous God. You serve the God who made the heavens and the earth, who put gold to line the streets of heaven. He is not stingy. He's a giver. 
You serve a father who is loving. You serve the one who says I am that I am. You serve Jehovah Nisi. You serve Jehovah Jireh. The one who is your provider. There's nothing that you need that God has not answered. Whilst the earth remaineth, seed, time, and harvest shall not cease. You don't sow a seed of service in God's house and over the passage of time, there will be no harvest. I pray for the harvest of all your service will come soon and soon enough in Jesus' name. May your sacrifices in the name of Jesus come up to God as a memorial. For everyone in this house who is serving, I declare by the hand of God upon my life and upon the life of my husband, Reverend Victor Adeyemi, that your payday is near in the name of Jesus. As you seek for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of the things that you desire, may God exceed your expectation. May God exceed your expectations in finances, in the fruit of the womb, in the fruit of your hand, in the mighty name of Jesus. Sit down and let's continue. The first thing that God does is to give you growth and progress. Everyone in this house who is serving, I see growth and progress coming your way. Your businesses will grow. Your life will advance. Instead of regress, receive progress in the name of Jesus. And that's the way the Bible says in the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in the grace, hallelujah, and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. I pray that you will grow in grace. You will grow in the knowledge of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. See, that talks about maturity. That talks about increase. That talks of enlarged capacity. I pray that God will enlarge your capacity. Let me tell you what. Some of us don't know what enlargement of capacity means. It means that God will enlarge what you can. Your capacity to take. To receive. Some of us, our cup is very narrow. God wants to enlarge your capacity. Because your cup is too small for the blessing he wants to put inside it. So God has to stretch your capacity. I pray in the name of Jesus that your capacity will be stretched to receive more than you expect in the mighty name of Jesus. I see God bringing you to houses you did not build, to draw from wells you did not dig in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Number two, I see productivity coming your way. Exodus chapter 31 verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by, the, by name Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the son of Hor, of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manners of worksmanship. Hallelujah. To design artistic work, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting of jewels, for setting in carving wood and to work in all manners of workmanship. The anointing of productivity that was upon Bezaliel, I declare, comes upon you in this house in the name of Jesus. See, there are men and women that God has anointed to help you. We call them helpers of destiny. Some of them are here, some of them are still coming. Let me tell you what, there's about to be a harvest. A harvest of soul that will come into this house. People that people will talk to and they say, I want to go there. People that people will invite and they say, I want to go there. Though your beginning were little, your latter end shall greatly increase. In the mighty name of Jesus. I see this whole place filled up. And by the grace of Almighty God, in three years, son, God will bring you to your own place. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God will bring you to your own place. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's not going to come from outside. It's going to come from within. And I declare the empowerment to deliver on this, upon this house in the name of Jesus. A thousand shall run by and come willing to help with a willing heart. Why? Because in the day of his power, the people of God will be willing. So shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. And not only that, God will anoint some Bezaliel, people who are skilled to carry out the things that are in your heart. They will come by and they will offer their service. And it is God that will reward them in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Proverbs 14, 23. The Bible says, all hard work brings a profit, 
But mere talk leads to poverty. Listen to me. People who work hard, God is backed off on his word to prosper you. You work hard in church. You work hard outside. Don't make any mistake. Your prosperity is close by. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will prosper you. That brings me to my number three. That is prosperity. Prosperity. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, the 8th verse, the 11th and the 12th verse, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hand to do. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. He will bless you in the land which your, the Lord your God has given you. I receive this even for global harvest in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in the 11th verse of Deuteronomy 8, 28, the Lord will grant you plenteous of good in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord has sworn to your fathers to give you. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. The Lord will open up his good treasure. Marco Satari de Bahia. There are some treasures, hidden treasures in secret places that God will begin to open up the eye of people's understanding to see those opportunities. And it is yours for the taking in the name of Jesus Christ. And don't you ever forget again that it is for the advancement of the kingdom. God will pour treasures into your hand, into your storehouses. Ah, your amen is standing on one leg. May it be to you according to your faith in the name of Jesus. This is the word of God and it's not the word of man. The rain to give rain in the season in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. There's an abundance of rain that is coming, son. There's an abundance of rain that is coming. And it will pour out upon this house in the name of Jesus Christ. God will set to prosper you so that you will achieve a thousand times more. I pray for some of you in this house. Where your parents stop, Farther from it will be your beginning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Farther from it will be your beginning. May God make you a thousand times more. In revelation, in understanding, in knowledge of him and his word. In the mighty name of Jesus. In all that you set your hand to do, may the Lord make you a thousand times more. In the name of Jesus. Ha! The Bible says in Job chapter 36, the 11th verse, it says, if you listen and serve him, they complete their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness. So shall it be for you in Jesus' name. You will complete your day in prosperity and your years in pleasantness. N lastly, God is about to stabilize you. Ha! Establish you. Stabilize you. Listen to me. When God brings a harvest, a harvest, even the harvest of soul, number one, will bring you to a place of stability. You know the reason why? The people that God has put the financial harvest in their hands, eh, they are here. But these ones are not enough. More needs to come. Because when more comes, God will be able to establish what he wants to do. First Peter, the fifth chapter and the tenth verse. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. The Bible says, May the God of all grace, who has called you by his eternal glory, ha, after you have suffered a little while, after you have suffered a little while, may he perfect you. May he establish you. May he strengthen you. And may he settle you. <laughs> ah, enter into your settlements. Grace made, enter into your settlement. Enter into your establishment. Enter into the perfect will of God. In the name of Jesus, I declare upon this church, yet a little while, and he that shall come shall come and shall not tarry. She that shall come, shall come. They shall not tarry. May the people that need to be here, in the name of Jesus, hear the whistling of the Spirit of God. Hear the call of the clarion call of God. And find their way here in the name of Jesus. 
I pray that helpers of destiny will come in the house. In the name of Jesus, the oil of God in this house will not run dry. I pray that God will send you helpers. People that you will call once, ten times they will answer. In the name of Jesus, reliable men, dependable men, in the name of Jesus. May the hand of God that rests upon Reverend Victor Adeyemi, upon the commission of our house, may the same God help you in the name of Jesus. May God elevate you. May God increase you. May God lift you up in the name of Jesus. Both of you, please step forward. Stretch forth your lovely hands. Stretch your hands upon towards your pastors and begin to declare everything you want heaven to do. Let me tell you why you must pray for your pastor. If you don't pray for your pastor and pray that God will release them, you are going nowhere yourself. You know the reason why? According to the word of God, the oil flows from the head to the beard, then to the skirts. Whatever anointing works upon their life is what opens the door for you. So if the anointing is not working to open doors in their lives, you cannot go anywhere. That's the reason you must pray for your pastors. Pray that the Lord will help them. Pray that the Lord will anoint them afresh so they can be of benefit to God and to you. Pray that the Lord will make the job easy for them. And I want to pray that none of you is going to make this work difficult for them. Pray that the Lord to the Lord that it will be with ease. It will be easy and it will be speedy. It will be easy and it will be speedy. It will be easy and it will be speedy. Pray that the Lord will underguard them and strengthen them with might by His Spirit in the inner man. Give them speed. Hope beyond the scope of every human limitation. Pastor Buki, please come and help me with the mic. Marco Sekabahaya. your grace upon your son the Lord you will multiply grace grace upon grace grace upon grace lift every heavy burden oh God and Lord let him operate with ease with gladness and joy with wisdom and understanding wisdom beyond his years in the mighty name of Jesus that you will strengthen him with might by your spirit in the inner man. Amen. Oh Lord, the wisdom to deal in the affairs of men. Amen. The wisdom to sit in high places. Amen. The dignity and the honor of princes. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask that you will endow him with. Bless him, oh God. Bless him, oh God. Bless the works of his hands. Bless your word in his mouth. Let him speak once. And several times, your people will hear him. Yeah. Give him a voice among voices. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Empower him the way that only you can. And let this house advance. Make him an epitome of your grace-made servant. In the name of Jesus. I pray for your daughter, Lord, that you will endow her with supernatural enhancement. beyond her days wisdom beyond her years understanding that only you can give make her that woman that will pour out grace even beside her husband in the name of Jesus enable her empower her increase her strengthen her with might by your spirit in the inner man prepare her oh God for what is ahead. In the name of Jesus, you will not be alone. You will not be cast down. You will not be naked. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord shield you and cover you with his glory, with his dignity and honor. And may you increase on every side. You will not be sick. In the name of Jesus, you will not be weak. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, ni Christi. 
it shall be well with you. With long life will God satisfy you and show you his salvation. Every eye that sees you and thinks you dead, they will take your place in the realm that they thought towards you. In the name of Jesus, it shall be well with you. You are protected. You are shielded. You are guarded and underguarded. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show Oshibetsu podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibetsu or at Grace Made NG.